Welcome to ForeverFit.tv, your online source for fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle. With your host, Nicola Riley, personal trainer, nutrition, and lifestyle coach, here to help you get in the best shape of your life. Hey, welcome listeners to ForeverFit.tv, your health and fitness podcast. The show is dedicated to bringing you um, free information about fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle information just to help you get in the best shape of your life. I'm Nicola Riley, personal trainer, nutrition, and lifestyle coach. My website's forevfit.tv. Today, we are going to be, uh, well, I'm going to be answering all of your listeners' questions. I get questions every single day, and they're either via Facebook, through, through on email, or via the website. And the questions all about so many different things from from nutrition through to fitness through to um, sleep, um, everything, all sorts of different questions. So I love getting these questions, and I want to use this podcast to be able to answer them so that I can help more people get in shape and get um, the right advice. So if you do have any questions, make sure you just get in touch with me. Make sure you just. Get on. You can do it, like I said, by simply just emailing me on Facebook or um, texting or however you want to get in touch. Just get in touch with me and ask me questions because I can reach you no matter where you are in the world. Hey, so our first question we've got today is, um, it says, it starts with, Hey Nicola, loving your websites and all the blog posts that you have. You've really opened up my eyes to the world of nutrition and health, so thank you for all your hard work. I have a wee question about smoothies. Are these good for me? I tend to make smoothies in the morning as I'm in a rush, and these are so simple for me to make, and I'm wondering if these are okay for me to drink. Thanks again, Liz. Hi, Liz. Well, um, my opinion on smoothies is um, it obviously depends what you put in them. Your body needs protein first thing in the morning. Um, you want to limit the amount of carbohydrates that your body's getting because your body first thing in the morning wants to be burning body fat, and it wants to be, um, it wants to have fuel that's ready for its day. And your body also needs to have that protein so that you're not playing around with your blood sugar levels. So if you were to have a smoothie that was, um, say you put in your smoothie, bananas and blueberries and milk and, um, I don't know, some honey and maybe a few spoonfuls of protein powder, you've got a smoothie there that is really, really high in sugar and that has not very much usable protein in there. Protein powders are okay in certain circumstances, but I personally don't recommend them to any clients, um, mainly because you, it's the protein that you get from them is protein that's harder to digest than the protein that you'd be getting from real food. Animal proteins are the best sort of protein that you can be getting into your body, and so if you're having proteins that are from smoothies, it's going to take longer for you to digest and it's also not the best source. So if you're wanting to get your body in shape and get your body feeling fantastic, you want to get your protein from real food sources and not from your um, protein powders. So if your smoothie has got protein powder in it, then I would, um, personally I'd get rid of that and I'd start opting in for a different um, convenient way to have a smoothie in the morning. The other thing to watch out for in your smoothies is um, so many people when they go on a weight loss journey they think that they need to they, they understand they need to be getting protein in there and they might start reading magazines and they might start finding information and they go okay because I have to get protein bars and I have to get protein shakes they have to be one of those person that shakes up their little wee protein um, bottle and they have their protein shake post-workout um, <laughs> this is like a really common sight that I see and if I have any clients that are wanting to tone up and sculpt up and lean out their bodies 
then I do not recommend that they get onto these protein shakes. Protein shakes are fantastic if you're wanting to put on weight and if, you are, if you're an athlete or a power athlete or a bodybuilder or something like that, when you literally can't get the amount of calories that you need into your body and um, this is where I see a small place for um, protein powders. So the people that are wanting to lose weight, and especially females, and they're wanting to lean out, and they think that they need to be having protein powders, I do not recommend them. I'd rather you had a meal post-workout, and I'd rather that you had um, real food. So going back to the smoothie question, I won't get into post-workout snacks yet, but going back to the smoothie question, if you're going to be having a smoothie in the morning, you need to have a smoothie that has got real food in it and a smoothie that's not really high in sugar. Now this can be quite hard to make, and so what I'd recommend instead of that is to have a real freshly squeezed juice if that's what you want, if you want to have some form of liquid drink in the morning. And you can have a freshly squeezed juice that's made from vegetables and not one that's made from um, fruit. So you might have something that's made with like, if you've got a juicer that is, and you might have it that's got like kale, celery, and um, spinach mixed up with you could have some apple in there because apple green apples don't affect your blood sugar levels that much and a little bit of apple is okay it's going to help um, stabilize you and that's fine so you can mix all of that up and you can put some spirulina in there and having a green juice is such a powerful way to start your day because that's full of digestive enzymes that helps get your body woken up and helps get your body all fired up to be able to digest food so if you do want to have some form of liquid drink a freshly squeezed vegetable juice is a really good way but if you did want to stick with your smoothies then you'd have to explore different ways to make them um, healthy and you might want to mix them up with getting in some protein from some other sources so if you had your smoothie and it had um, say you had it with almond milk and a banana and then you put in a, a few egg whites and some spirulina and some other just yummy things inside it. You still haven't got that much protein in there so you might need to be getting some protein from some other sources and just understanding that that smoothie is still quite high in carbohydrates and if you're wanting to um, lean out and tone up then you want to be making sure you're having a breakfast that's higher in protein than it is in carbohydrates. It's all about your portion sizes and making sure that you're not overdoing it and not taking in too many carbs that are affecting your blood sugar levels. Carbs are important, but carbs from the right sources and not overdoing your carbs as well, and especially in the morning too. So I hope that answers that question, but um, so it depends what's in the smoothie and making sure that your smoothie isn't really high in sugar and you do need your protein in there as well. And if you've got your protein coming from protein powders and your goal is to lean out and tone up, I would rather see that you had your protein from real sources just trying out some different breakfast options. Check out my website for recipes if you've if stuck and you don't know what sort of other things you could be having for breakfast. There's heaps on there, there's over 100 recipes, so make sure you check that out. Hey, so the next question I have got is, um, hey Nicola, what are your thoughts on boot camps? Um, I think boot camps are fantastic. I was a boot camp instructor for can't quite remember, maybe three three years in Dunedin, I was a Lesmos boot camp instructor, and it was fantastic, like getting up in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, <laughs> some mornings were fantastic, some mornings were freezing, absolutely icy cold, and um, it was great, and people got amazing results, and it was really, really fantastic. The thing about boot camps though, is it is um, intense, and you do need to find a boot camp that is a boot camp that caters for all levels. 
there is a lot of boot camps out there everywhere and they are boot camps that you might be somebody who's doing absolutely no exercise at the moment and then if you throw yourself into a boot camp where you're suddenly running, you're suddenly training, you've suddenly got all this intense training with the exposure of a group environment, got all this pressure to perform and your body's not used to performing at that level, you're going to be setting yourself up for injuries and I'm seeing it everywhere. It's people signing up for boot camps and boot um and their body's not ready for it and it's something that's really important to understand is that you need to know um, if you can handle the boot camps and are the boot camps going to cater for your levels like there's a lot of boot camps in there that will just take in everyone for more fitness levels and that's fine but they've got to make sure that they are actually catering for those fitness levels there are certain boot camps that do do that but then you've got to be really careful as well to make sure that you sign up to one that's going to be specific to you and so that you don't injure yourself. And if you are signing up to one and you're doing nothing at the moment, you might want to do a pre-boot camp sort of training where you get yourself fit so that you can throw yourself into a boot camp and you can give it everything you got. Because if you're doing currently doing nothing, the thought of going to boot camp, yeah, it does seem like a pretty picture and a perfect way for you to get fit because it's, you know, it's intense, it's hard and everything like that. But you've got to think about your body and you've got to realise your body hasn't done much or that sort of intense training in a long time. So you've got to be really careful about how you go out and how you um, get into those boot camps. So make sure you do your homework when you are checking them out and um, ask the instructors, you know, is there something I can do to get myself ready for this? Do you cater for my levels? What if, um, you know, make sure that you just find out all the information that you need so you don't do what is so commonly seen is that people just sign up to these boot camps and then within two weeks they've blown their knees or they've hurt their back or they just, you know, can't do anything. And I've seen people who've been put out for six months to a year because they've injured themselves in a boot camp. So pay really good attention and know what you need. And boot camps, um, they're not for everyone. And, you know, certain things are for a lot of people and um, some people need um, different sort of exercise. So just find what works and do your homework and so that you can find the right sort of training that suits your body and where you're at right now. There's lots of different sort of things, like there's women boot camps out there, there's, um, you know, different styles of boot camps. So just um, make sure you do your homework so you can be healthy and fit for a long time and not for a short time because that's what it's all about remember you don't want you to throw yourself into a five week intense training and then burn out on the other side those sorts of things are fantastic if um, that's what you're after but we want to be making sure that we're achieving long-term health and well-being and we're achieving a place of health and not a place of injury at, at all um, you know weight loss at all costs and then be getting injury so just be really careful when you are looking out for them and look out for some good ones um next question is i'm wanting to do hey nicola i'm wanting to do a 10k mountain run in october and i have a 5k fun run before i've done a 5k fun run before but not a 10k i'm ha happy to walk bits of it but i'm just wondering if you have any quick tips of how i can best train for this so that i don't overtrain or get injured um, okay, so the thing with all training is um, awesome that you've said that you don't overtrain and don't get injured because so many people think that in order to get fit for a running event, they need to go and run every day to get fit and they need to run for a long time. When you're training for running, you need to do a um, certain style of training. You need to make sure that one, you're getting in a long distance run um, every seven to ten days. And so that could be, if you're currently running 
um, 3Ks, which is your long distance run or 5K, then you want to be aiming for that. And that's, you don't want to do that long run any more than once a week. Then in another day in your week, you want to be doing some short, sharp sprints because this is going to increase your capacity to run faster. And so you want to have a day where you're doing really short, sharp sprints and you're getting your body, your legs used to running faster and moving faster. So that's one day a week. And then another day of the week, you might might have a certain um, time trial um, place that you'd run around. So say, for example, it could be a, um, say it's a 2K loop that you do, or it could be a 15 to 20 minute run. What you're doing each week is timing that run or timing the distance that you do. So if it's a distance, you're timing the, the amount of time it takes you to run that distance, or if it's a time, you're trying to run as much distance as you can at the time. So each week you're trying to run consistently at a consistent pace for a further distance. You, you've got a measure that you're trying to measure each week. And so if you're training for an event like this, like a 10k run, you don't need to be doing any more than three runs a week, but those runs need to be really different because people so often just go out and run the same track, the same pace, the same loop, and just do that same thing each and every day. And they're pounding the pavements and they're not getting their body physically stronger, mentally stronger, and they're not um, using the different um, training systems that your body has. You need to make sure you, you, you're training your fast-switch muscle fibres and your slow-twitch muscle fibres. You're training your body aerobically and anaerobically, and so that's getting that combination of that training in there. And then in order for you to be able to be running really strong, you need to be making sure that you are getting strength training into your week. So it's absolutely no good if you're just going to go pound pavements and just run. You need to make sure that you're getting some squats and some lunges and some core work in there to make sure that you're really strong and to make sure that you've got really good running posture so that when you do do your 10K, it's really simple. Your body, your body's strong, your muscles are strong, and so that you can run that race really well and you cannot be exhausted or injured on the other side of it. So when it comes to mapping out your training, you do really need to make sure that you get a really good balance of the right sort of training in there and that you do um, yeah, not overtrain and sometimes less is more. And so as I said those three things that you need to be doing in your running, that could you could put your weights on either side of those workouts and train no more than three times a week and that would be fantastic and you could get yourself fit and you could include some yoga and some stretching into your week as well. So um, I hope that answers that questions. If you um, do have any more um, sort of questions about that, just get in touch and I can help you plan your training as well. Um, the next questions I've got is, hey Nicola, I've read everything on your site and I try and eat clean the majority of the time. I do feel so much better than what I used to. However, I'm still getting crazy sugar cravings. Do you have any suggestions of how I can fix this and what I can do to satisfy them? Um, well, sugar cravings are a signal from your body. It's your body talking and what you need to really make sure that you're doing is taking a look at what you're eating to cause the sugar cravings. Because if you're eating a um, diet that's high in sugar, so say you're starting your day with a really carbohydrate-based um, breakfast, what this is going to do is it's going to spike, spike your blood sugar up and come um, lunchtime, come up mid-afternoon, and you're going to come crashing down, you're going to feel exhausted, you're going to have sugar cravings. So this is why one of the main reasons why we need to be making sure that we've got a protein-rich breakfast because this does affect your sugar cravings. So the more sugar you consume, the more you're going to crave sugar. 
And so it's really important that we do cut back on our sugar in our diet. And this is why it's important to pay particular attention to eating too much fruit. Fruit is good for you, but fruit, um, too much fruit can affect your um, sugar cravings as well. So check out the timing of that you're having your fruit um, and see, where, see if fruit does affect your cravings. Sugar, sugar, no matter where it's coming from, is going to cause you to crave things if you have too much of it. So play around with um, your meals and see at what moments you do get those cravings and then try having a protein-rich breakfast and see if your, pro if your sugar cravings disappear. The other thing you can do to kind of counteract your sugar cravings is next time you are craving sugar, instead of reaching for sugar, which in another, if you eat that sugar in another four hours is going to make you crave sugar, instead reach for something that's protein rich and because then that's going to satisfy you and it's also going to get rid of that sugar craving. So kind of do the opposite to what your body's um, craving and have something high in protein or fat. So it could be, um, you could have like avocado or you could have nuts or you could have a piece of meat or you could have a boiled egg or you could have some biltong, you could have some jerky, you could have, um, I can't think of what else, um, uh, something, you know, some um, nuts with some coconut milk cream on it or um, my mind's gone blank. There's so many different things you could be having but instead of reaching for um, sugar, Go for proteins or fats because that's going to get rid of your sugar cravings. Because um, sugar craving, it, all it does is it. You got to think of it as an addiction, and it's and your blood sugar levels. If you imagine your blood sugar levels running really smooth throughout your day, but then you have uh, um, some sugar, what it does is it spikes up your blood sugar levels, and then that causes you to come plummeting down. So all your body does is it goes, I need more sugar to get that high again. It's like a drug addiction. I need more sugar to get that um, that spike up again. So your body just craves it. So if you've got that sugar craving, the worst thing you could do is reach for that sugar and to try and um, get it, get that hit again, because then in another four hours you're going to have another sugar craving. So, so yeah, reach for something that's um, less sugary. And a really good substitute for something like this is to have like a little square of dark chocolate. That's got your fat in there and it's got a little bit of sweetness in there but it's also it might be enough to satisfy you and it might be enough to pull you through and without getting sugar cravings later on so but make sure that's dark chocolate though just a little square not too much but um yeah protein and fat when you've got your sugar craving or water or just remove yourself from the situation and do something because sometimes um when we're bored or we're just thinking about things we just start to crave things and wonder what else we can eat i do that all the time so um you, boredom is something that um, you need to be aware of and if you just need to keep yourself busy so that you don't eat, want to just eat things and that's the goal with um, anything is just you know an exciting and fulfilling life so that you're not sitting around thinking about food all the time. Hope that helps. Um, next question. Hey Nicola, I'm missing our weekly check-ins from the BR30 program. It really opened my eyes up to my own body and how certain foods work for me and how others don't. My question is about sleep. At the moment, I seem to be waking up every night at around 3am. I don't. I get up, go to the toilet and then go back to bed. I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I just can't seem to get rid of this waking. Do you have any advice on this? Um, this is a really common... Um, common sign that happens when people sort of start to change their foods around and, and um, start to clean up their diet and 
often the waking up at 3am is a sign of your cortisol levels being out of tact and the whole rhythm of your natural um, sleep and wake cycles. If if you've led a life where you've constantly been living off caffeine to wake you up and sugar to keep you going and then the end of the day you just crash and fall asleep and then you're just fast asleep for the night and then you wake up feeling like a truck has hit you. That kind of cycle is not natural. It's been a cycle that has come from sugar and caffeine to keep you going, get your adrenaline up and keep your body ticking along. Your body is naturally meant to wake up when the sun comes up and then it's naturally meant to fall asleep as the sun goes down and your body's supposed to follow those natural rhythms of the earth and the sea and um, how your body reacts. When you have um, been out of whack for a wee while, it does take a wee bit of time for your body to settle back into that rhythm. So this is where it becomes really important for you to find routine. And even though I know you've been through the BR30 program, you found the routine and you probably don't absolutely everything right, but it does take a little bit of time for your body to come back to where it naturally should be. You've got to think how long you were doing the um, the part the path of the not quite so right, and you've got to think you've got to give your body time to naturally come back. The other thing that really helps with this is magnesium. Magnesium is something that so many people are deficient in and taking some magnesium at night time could actually help you get through the night and it's something that I take and it's something that with people with a similar issue to can take and it does um, help bring your cortisol levels down, help your body relax and help you get through that night. It's also, um, we've done a podcast about sleep so make sure you're sleeping in a really dark room because any light stimulus is going to increase the cortisol in your body and it's going to wake your, want your body to wake up. So that's really important too. Get rid of any sort of um, artificial lights that might be in your room from your phone or your clock or TV, um, any sort of lights that could um, stimulate your body. Getting rid of any electronics that are too close to the bed as well. Um, Making sure that you're not eating too close to bedtime too, because if you're eating um, your food um, too close, you want to leave a good two to three hours of, le- of eating dinner before you go to bed, because this gives your body enough time to metabolize and utilize the food. So when it does come to going to sleep at night time, it's actually falling asleep and getting there repair and recovery that it needs. So make sure you're not eating too close to bed. Um, you could get into having some herbal teas. There's some fantastic herbal teas out there that help um, lower your uh, that help calm your nervous system and help you relax and completely natural and help help you unwind at the end of the day so check out some herbal teas and um, yeah it's just about so it's about allowing your body to find that whole natural rhythm and magnesium is a really fantastic way thing that you could try out and just see if that helps you sleep as well and get through that 3am sort of wake up call that's generally a sign of um, your cortisol levels and your body being a little bit out of whack. So if you have any problems with that, just make sure you get in touch with me for that. Um, okay, so that there is all the questions that we've got time for today. I have got um, more lined up for next week, so if you have got any questions, make sure you do just get in touch with me, send in the questions, and I will be sure to answer them on here or in person if I can. So make sure you just get in touch. Um, yeah, check out BR30 program if you haven't. It's remember, it's got everything you need in there nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and I've got really cool, exciting things happening in the online gym. Um, 
new music, new moves, new um, classes, um, there's everything, there's over 100 workouts in there and I'm bringing in some even new stuff that's even cooler, I'm really excited so check out the online gym in there and I hope you have a fantastic week, I'll talk to you guys really soon.